Hello and welcome to this episode of the Curiosity Key podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Wyman, and today we're going to be looking at the curious question around how do you know what to focus on and prioritize when it comes to doing your own sales and marketing? And this is a question I get asked all the time. And it's also something that I did a little bit of research on recently um, because I've been asked that question a lot. And also because we're just about to start a new year, 2021. Can you believe it? Um, I was talking to somebody about something that happened in 2002 the other day, feeling like it was yesterday. And uh, then we were like, looked at each other and just thought, crikey, that was 20 years ago. Um, Show my age a little bit there. But anyway, we are starting a new year very soon. 2020 has been a very peculiar year. It's been a year of um, frustration. It's been a year of opportunity. It's been a year of um, having to adapt. And, you know, I think everybody's had a very different experience this year. But also, I think, you know, because we're going into a new year with so much uncertainty still, it can make the the question around what to focus on and, and what to prioritize a little bit more challenging. So I thought this would make a great, curious conversation for the podcast. And also, because I've experienced marketing overwhelm and frustration at various points within in my career, I um, I thought I'd talk a little bit around some of the lessons that I've learned and also share a few tips around how to reduce marketing overwhelm and also um, how to understand where to focus. So this was something I was curious about and I surveyed my uh, audience and my mailing list. I sent out a quick survey and asked what is your biggest challenge or frustration when it comes to understanding what your marketing priorities are? And of all of the responses, and I had over 100 people come back to me, there were four key themes. So how many of these themes relate to you right now? Because if you have one of these challenges, then this podcast will will be of use and of benefit to you. Um, If you have all four, then you're going to want to listen to the end. So the first one was around time. Now, I think we all have this challenge at various points within our business. And if you are, you know, you're a founder, a consultant, uh, you're, you know, a business owner, or even if you're just the only person within the business looking at marketing or being responsible for marketing, we all know that marketing isn't our only job. It's our only responsibility. We have many hats within the business. There are lots of different things that are pulling at our um, energy. There are lots of different things that want our attention. There are lots of things that we have to do. And also marketing is one of those activities that we don't actually get paid to do. We have to do it if we want our business to survive, thrive and grow, but it's not always the sort of thing that we enjoy. And also we don't get any immediate reward from doing it. Unless of course you find a way to make it fun for you, which again, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how you can do that in this podcast as well. So we know that we need to do marketing. We also know that we don't have a full-time job to just focus on marketing because there are lots of other things get in the way. So how do you actually make time for marketing? So that's one of the biggest challenges. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that because the key thing here is you need to make time 
for marketing. That's kind of the hard and fast rule, really. Even if you don't want to be doing it, you need to make time for marketing. And even if you want to just outsource it all, you still need to take overall ownership and responsibility of your marketing if you want to make it work for you. So time is a really huge challenge. um, And there are a few ways that I'm going to share with you around how to, to free up some time to do marketing. The other thing was money. So the other big challenge was that, um, a huge amount of people that came back in the survey said that they either don't have a budget at all to do any marketing or uh, they are very limited on budget. Now, this is a big, big misconception in the industry and in business, I believe, that you need a lot of money to do great marketing or you need some money to do great marketing, which is not not at all the case. And if I look back, you know, it's like three and a half years ago when I set up my business. And when I did it, I left my job without any savings in the bank, without a plan. And I really didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew that I couldn't figure it out in the job that I was in at the time. I needed to leave, clear my head and get into the right zone. Now, when I started my business, I didn't have a website for 12 months. And I also didn't have any money to invest in marketing, but I managed to find two clients within my first week of business. So you don't need all of the shiny objects. You don't need all of the fancy marketing. You don't need all of the branding and all of the things that you are led to believe that you need in order to start winning new business. You also don't need lots and lots of money. I set up um, the LinkedIn local networking group just over two years ago, and I have not spent a penny on marketing or running that networking group. And for the first, I think it was about 18 months, it was an in-person event. Once a month, we got together at a venue, guests paid a price to come to that event, All of the proceeds went to charity. So we raised over £2,000 for charity during that time. Um, I didn't pay a penny to the venues. Yet everybody who paid for a ticket got a drink and some nibbles or one of the two. And we also had a venue. I didn't spend a penny on that yet managed to develop a network and managed to do lots of different things within that. So I'm not going to be talking all about networking today. That's a topic for another podcast. But um, my point is you don't need money to do great marketing. You do, however, need to invest time. Marketing needs to be an investment, not a cost. And that's a big mindset shift that you can make. And that in time will actually help make things a lot easier for you when you just acknowledge that, you know, you wouldn't invest in stocks and shares and property without acknowledging that there is a risk involved in what it is that you're doing but also you would be a lot more considered and intentional with how you're investing your money before you do it and it's the same with marketing you know invest your money in ways that you believe are going to work but also find ways that you can make that investment work for you because marketing isn't one of those things that you just kind of throw money at it and it will automatically deliver you a a return Uh, unfortunately I speak to so many different business owners that are stung by marketing agencies by so-called experts and other people that are telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing and it you know you can't just throw money at the problem and hope it goes away or just delivers some some results for you. You kind of need to keep up to date with it. So in a nutshell, <laughs> um, 
you don't have to have a massive budget in order to do great marketing. But if you don't have a budget, then you do need to make sure that you are allocating enough time to building an audience and putting yourself out there. Really, really important things to do. Um, the third challenge that came back was that a lot of people just didn't know where to start in terms of who their target market was or what social media platforms to focus on or where to focus their efforts. And, you know, I've had this question come from established businesses that have been around sort of 10, 15, even 20 years. It's a challenge that I've faced myself in the past. Um, more specifically, I remember sitting with a consultant in my first kind of real marketing role, if you like to call it that. And it was me and the owner of the business. And I worked for, I think there were 18 of us in the business when I first joined. And we were a global um, solutions provider. So we were a systems integrator and it was in the kind of engineering, manufacturing, laser scanning space. And um, the consultant asked us, you know, who are you targeting? And we both looked at each other there and said, well, we're targeting uh, the global market space of surveyors. So the consultant looked back at us and I remember his look so perfectly. And it was that kind of like, wow, that that's a big market. <laughs> now I think back, I'm like, well, yeah, of course it's a big market because the surveying industry is massive. You know, you've got coastal surveying, highways surveying, rail surveying, mining surveying, you've got heritage, archaeology, there are, there are so many different like avenues that you can go down, different niches within the surveying space. And, you know, it's the same with every single industry. I'm speaking to an IT uh, managed service provider, said, who are you targeting? Anybody with a computer. If I asked you, who are you targeting? And your response is that broad, then I do recommend kind of just either working with somebody, and this is something that I could help you with if you want my help. There are lots of other people that can help with this as well, but work with somebody, invest the time and the money in getting that right, because that's all part of your foundations. And if you don't know where to start, understanding who your audience is in the first place is going to save you so much time and so much money longer term. And also, once you know who you're targeting, you can then profile them to really understand their behaviors so that you can find out where they hang out, which then in turn answers the second question, which is, where do I go to find my target market? Like what social media platforms do I need to focus on? Because one of the biggest causes of marketing overwhelm is trying to do and be everywhere all at once. If you are the only person in your company that is responsible for sales and marketing, you do not have the time or the energy to be everywhere all at once, you know, posting on all of the different social media platforms. And in the, the the day that we're living in now, it's not good enough to just have the same piece of content that you just throw out to all platforms in the same format, because people behave in different ways on different platforms. And if you tune in to our next episode, I'm going to be talking all about leveraging LinkedIn as that tool, because LinkedIn is something I've been training people how to leverage LinkedIn for years both working for myself and also within the companies I've worked for in the past. And it is such an incredible tool when you know how to leverage it and also when you have those foundations in place. So if you have not enough time, you don't have a huge amount of funds involved and you're not sure where to start, the 
biggest piece of advice I can give you is go back to the drawing board and make sure you understand who you're targeting and you know where they hang out. And if you can't answer those two questions, then go and seek out some help or invest some time in doing that research and identifying the the answers to those questions. So the fourth thing that came back, because there were four key things, um, was that nobody seemed to have a plan. So they were implementing marketing tactics, but then hoping for the best. Now, hope is a wonderful, (laughs) it's a wonderful strategy, but it doesn't work very well. Um, And if you are marketing with a hope strategy, then that is what leads to that kind of feast or famine approach to business, you know, where you, you have loads of clients, loads of business coming in and no time to do any marketing. So you're, you're really busy, you've got money coming into the business, everything is great, but then all of the projects, all of the clients kind of like gradually come to the end and then you just think, oh no, I've got no business, I've got n- nobody in my pipeline and I don't know where my next clients are coming from. Um, and it ends up in that cycle and you feel like you're having to stop and start your marketing all the time. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why I wax lyrical about LinkedIn all the time because it's so easy to build up an audience and consistently market with a very little time involvement in that. Um, But you do need to have a plan behind the activity because just doing marketing tactics or just following the next new shiny object, um, it may deliver some short-term results, but it is going to lead to a lot of marketing overwhelm and it is going to really frustrate you. Now, I'm a raving geek. (laughs) You know, if you know me personally, I love I am like the queen or the president of the shiny object syndrome association. I love a new tech gadget or a new tech tool or a bit of software or something like that. And it's very easy to put something in front of me and I can kind of go down that rabbit hole, explore it, be curious about it and um, lose days and sometimes weeks. When I acknowledged the fact that I am susceptible to that type of behavior, I was able to put sort of systems and processes in place to stop me doing that. But having a plan behind what it is that you're doing, it helps you maximize your time in the best possible way. So it it means that you get more done in a shorter period of time. It reduces overwhelm. It stops you procrastinating because you know what you need to be doing and when. Um, And it also just helps give you that focus, that clarity and that confidence around what it is that you're doing. So if you fall into any one of those four camps in that you don't have any time, you don't have any money, you're not sure where to start, you don't have any plan, um, then there are lots of blogs and articles on my website. Um, There are lots of inspiration that you can gain from sort of previous podcast episodes of guests that have talked about all of these different things. Uh, But also on the 16th of December, I am running a goal setting and priorities workshop. It's a three hour interactive workshop. There's a workbook involved and you also get a bonus month's access to the Curious Marketing Club for additional support. So if you are interested in getting some help, the workshop is £99, limited time only. Um, Just go to charliewyman.com forward slash goal setting to find out more about the workshop, because I promise you that just having that plan will help solve the problem of having no time, no money, and you know, solving the issue of not really knowing where to start. So I recommend having a look into that. 
But also, just to continue this podcast, I do want to share with you a, a tip and a framework that you can use. Now, I'm going to go into a lot more detail about this framework in the workshop, but I thought I would just kind of talk to you a little bit about it today. And that is the Otter framework. If you've seen any one of my videos or if you've spoken to me, you may have already heard of me talk about otters before. But the Otter framework is not just a cute, cuddly, fairy animal that you see, but it's a really effective framework that you can use um, to focus, to prioritize, and to also get more with less. So when you are strapped for time, if you are strapped for money and resources and things like that as well, the Otter will help simplify the whole process and allow you to do more with less. So what does the Otter stand for and how can you use this in your business? Okay. So the first one is objectives. The O in Otter stands for objectives. Objectives are different to goals. So once you have your goal, think of your goal like the summit of a mountain. Okay, your objectives are the places that you need to visit in order to summit that mountain or the things that you need to have achieved in order to summit that mountain. Now, I talk a lot about mountains and I also talk a lot about the otter in the context of climbing mountains because that is something that I love to do. But objectives could be things like um, increasing the amount of people that you get to your website uh, and then converting them into leads. An objective could be that you want to convert more of the existing leads that you already have in your database. An objective could be that you want to increase the um, open rates for your emails that you're sending out. An objective could be that you want to increase uh, the amount of connections that you have in your LinkedIn network and so that you can start more conversations with your target market. But the key with having objectives is to set yourself up for success and make sure that you have no more than five or six objectives in any one set period of time. And also to kind of give yourself a time constraint around the objectives that you're setting. And I always recommend a 12-week period for this, uh, just because you know, there are four 12-week periods in every single year. It gives you, it, it's long enough to get stuff done, but short enough for you to kind of like always be able to see the light at the end of that tunnel and to also constantly be checking in with yourself and seeing how things are going. So set yourself objectives, limit yourself to sort of like five or six, no more than six. Be challenging. So, you know, think of what you need to do in order to get you to the goals that you're working towards. But don't play it safe, you know, acknowledge what you have available, which brings me on to the first T in the Otter. And that stands for tools um, also stands for assets and resources. But when you have a look at the objectives that you have, you then need to have a look at what tools, assets and resources do you already have in your business today that will help you achieve those objectives. For example, if your objective is that you want to rank on page one of Google in your local area for what it is that you're doing, a tool could be the fact that you have a website. Your website is a tool. It's an asset that you have in your business. But if your objective is to rank on page one, you need to make sure that your tool, your asset, your website is able to convert the people that go to your website 
this is the general rule of thumb, anything to do with marketing, if you're going to direct traffic or people to a specific place, you need to make sure that that place has the capability of converting those people into leads and inquiries, or you're able to capture that data to use it in the longer term. So the the website is a prime example. And I spoke to somebody last week who um, was feeling really frustrated and disappointed and out of pocket because they worked with a local marketing agency that promised them page one rankings on Google, but didn't have a look at their website and didn't give them any recommendations on how to improve it so that they could convert, convert people into paying customers or into leads and inquiries. So Really have a look at the objectives and then ask yourself, right, what tools, assets and resources do I need in order to achieve those objectives? Then the second T, that is around training. So what training and support do you need in order to achieve those objectives and in order to implement those tools? So LinkedIn is a prime example. Okay, your objective, you might have an objective that you need to generate more leads uh, and start building an audience. So LinkedIn is a tool that you have at your disposal. If you've got an or if you've got an existing network set up on LinkedIn, do you know how to leverage that network to convert those connections into customers? If you do not know how to do that, then do you have a friend that knows how, how you can do that so you can seek out their advice? Or is there somebody that you know that you can buy a training course from? You can work with one-to-one. You could join a group coaching program or something like that. Um, so on that, if you need any help with LinkedIn, this is something that I can help you with. So let me know. Um, but it's just an example. You know, in the website example, if you're looking at ranking on page one for Google, you might find that you're working with an SEO expert to help you do that. So, you know, what questions do you need to ask them to help you understand if that's going to be done and how soon are you going to get there? So training is, um, you know, you don't have to spend money on training. There is a huge amount of free advice, free resources, free guidance online. Uh, But again, it's one of those things that anything that's free, you need to invest more time in as a general rule of thumb. And also align your expectations. And that is what the E stands for in the author as well. Expectations are really, really important when it comes to marketing your business. I cannot stress this enough. We all get frustrated. Now, I remember uh, when I first was being measured around sales and marketing. Um, I used to get really excited when we had a website inquiry. When we got a, a lead from the website, I used to get really excited and I used to treat that website inquiry like they were the biggest customer that we had. And I was always really disappointed when they didn't turn into customers right there and then or within a few weeks. And what I realized was that actually every single lead that we generated in the business wasn't a sales ready lead and that sometimes it could take years before we would actually convert that lead into sales. So every objective that you're setting yourself, you need to make sure that you you align your expectations so that you're not disappointed. And also so that if you're working with somebody else, then you you both have an alignment in expectations. So you're not expecting too much from them. They're not expecting too much from you and that you know that you're both working towards the same goal. The other thing as well is to set yourself up for success, but also to set yourself up to be challenged as well. Like 
I used to coach a, a rowing squad. And if I said to them, all right, okay, your expectation, the expectation is that we're just going to go and do the race at the weekend. Um, you know, that doesn't really inspire much greatness. Yes, that's the, we may not have a chance of winning because it's our first race, but we would love the goal. You know, the best outcome that we could hope to achieve is that we win that race. So why not we strive to achieve that? It's the same with marketing and the same with sales. Be ambitious, set yourself up to exceed to targets. Um, and I always think with expectations, think in terms of a good result, which is the kind of minimum that you're willing to accept before you're disappointed. Um, uh, a, a, so you've got a good result, a better result. So what would be, you know, something that you'd be quite happy with, you know, you'd actually be, be really chuffed to bits with. And then also like, what is a best result? You know, what is the best result that you could hope to achieve? Um, you know, the type of result that would cause you to sort of crack open a nice bottle of scotch or a bottle of champagne or celebrate in some way um but set yourself these sort of goals and these targets but understand what is the minimum that you need from that particular activity and also you know what's sky's the limit you know or rather there is no limit where could you go to with this and document it and align your expectations around it really really important and then last but certainly not least, the R in the otter stands for review and reflect. Really important. And this is why I like 12 week plans because 12 weeks is that optimum length of time. It's a really, really nice length of time. And when you regularly reflect and review on the activity that you're doing, you can understand what you need to stop doing, what you need to start doing, what you need to continue doing, and also what you need to optimize. Um, I worked with a client earlier this year that um, was running a webinar and they were ready to give up on running webinars because they weren't getting um, they weren't getting many conversions from those webinars. And what I mean by conversions, they weren't getting many sales conversations as a result of it. And that was their objective. They really wanted active, hot, qualified leads and sales conversations. So all we needed to do was just tweak the landing page and the process that a lead went through to get them to sign up to that webinar and to actually turn up because the problem wasn't that they were delivering the wrong thing in the webinar. The problem was that people were signing up for the webinar, but they just weren't turning up to the webinar. And then they weren't clicking, they weren't clicking on the link in the email to watch the replay. So there was actually nothing wrong with the delivery. It was just a few tweaks that they needed to make to the landing page and the sales process to make sure that the person who signed up for that webinar turned up on the day and actively participated. So sometimes we assume and we make assumptions that are incorrect. But when we have a look at the data and we have a look at what's going on behind the scenes, we can identify the things that we need to do. And this is what I'm talking about in that you can really achieve more with less by having a look at what you're already doing having a look at the assets that you already have at your fingertips and finding out more ways that you can leverage them. Find out, you know, how you can systemize them to, to create more time and freedom in your business. And there are lots of different ways that you can do that. But before you start doing that, you need to know what are your objectives? What are you working towards? And what type of result are you looking for at the end of that? So, that, in a nutshell, is the otter. To recap, the O stands for objectives, the first T stands for tools, the second T stands for training, the E stands for expectations, and the R stands for review and reflect.
And what's really, really important, like I spoke to before, is that you need to have those foundations in place in your business before you start investing any significant time or money in marketing. Those foundations being who is your audience and where do they hang out? Really, really key questions that you need to have answers to. And when you apply the otter, it really does help you manage that shiny object syndrome. It helps keep you focused and it really does help, um, you know, help you align your priorities in line with the business as well, because that's another thing. Marketing needs to support your business goals. It needs to support your business objectives and it needs to help you not just sustain the business, but also help you grow it. So as I said before, if you're looking for more help around this specific topic, then I invite you to come and join us for the Goal Setting and Priorities Workshop, which is on the 16th of December. It's running from 10 o'clock in the morning to one o'clock in the afternoon. Just go to charliewyman.com forward slash goal setting. And um, yeah, we're going to have lots of fun. And like I said, you will also get a bonus month's access to the Curious Marketing Club as well. So I hope this episode has been helpful and useful. Um, if you want to get some notes from the episode and that you're, you know, you're on the move, on the go, then just head to my website, charliewarman.com, because all of the show notes for each of the episodes of this podcast are saved there. And um, yeah, tune in next time where we're going to be talking all about how to leverage LinkedIn, but also explore ways that you can make it work for you, because there is no cookie cutter approach to using LinkedIn. In fact, there's no cookie cutter approach to using marketing tactics anyway. <laughs> it's all about exploring ways that are going to work for you and finding ways that you can make it fun and so you can be more curious and enjoy the whole process. So until next time, I've been Charlie Wyman. Ciao for now.